0: Hello, and welcome to the Bring It On podcast. I'm your host, Erin, photographer, obsessed runner, self-proclaimed crazy person with a gift for sharing advice, embarrassing life experiences, health, fitness, and a life's mission of busting you out of your excuse-driven mindset. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. Is this thing on? Holy shit. It's Monday. It is World Down Syndrome Day today, 321, baby. If you guys did not know, my younger brother, Curtis, who is 39, not today, not today, my bad, not today, he turns 40, um, June 8th, the kid that the doctor said would be lucky to hit 18, I remember this, I remember mom talking about this, um, will be 40 in June. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Like, there's, there's just something about him turning 40 that makes me feel old as fuck. <laughs> because, and hear me out here, like, if you know anyone who uh, was born with Down syndrome, you know that they are like, most of them are, um, they're very joyful. They like, don't really feel the quote stresses of life like the rest of us do, which I think is extremely remarkable. That extra crummy is, I, I don't know, man. I oftentimes think that it's a blessing because they so live in the moment, we would do well to learn from them and take example from them, like for real. So, I guess when I say Curtis turning forty it makes me feel all the shit, it's maybe because I feel like um, he's more of childlike personality that putting it at 40 is just kind of like a, whoa, whoa, wow. I can't believe it. So crazy. So crazy. Um, you know, and I don't, I guess I haven't really talked about this a lot to a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people know my brother. Um, they know, you know, my family, whatever, but I haven't really talked about this a lot. When you know, when we were growing up, there's six kids in my family, right? I'm the second oldest of six. It's Andy, me, Brooke, Amy, Curtis, and Lindsay. So my mom and dad both worked full-time and as a kid, I had a lot of responsibilities. I remember when my mom was going to nursing school, these big, huge fucking textbooks that she would sit at the kitchen table and study at night. Um, And then when she got her RN and she went to work and like she worked second shift for a really long time. So I had a lot of responsibilities as a young teenager, preteen. And I grew up probably a lot faster than what my kids are uh, just because I had, I played mom a lot. And I'm not saying that to talk bad about my parents or anything like that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I have a lot of appreciation for the way I grew up because it helped mold me into who I am today. I am extremely independent, like almost to a fault. Okay. Not almost to a fault, to a fault. I am, um, I don't get too frazzled when it comes to things that don't go as planned. I think that has helped contribute to my ability to pivot and not freak the F out because something didn't go as planned. Um, It has helped me to be a problem solver in a lot of ways because I had to figure shit out. Like there wasn't anybody else there to figure it out. I had to figure it out and uh, I feel like that gave me a really a leg up when it came time to you know, making decisions as an adult and being on my own. Now, granted, when I went away to college, I didn't have responsibilities of everybody else. It was just me. And like, man, all bets were off. And I was like, I was the party wherever I was all the time. And I did, I was, <laughs> um, I was living out a lot of my childhood rebellion when I was in college and into my 20s. But that's for another day. Um, so in that, there was Curtis. So now Curtis is just shy of six years younger than I am. So he was, I mean, I was probably, man, I wish I could remember when my mom went back to school and got her art. I was probably t- 12, maybe. Um. So he was, I mean, he was on the move. And let me tell you what, that kid, he was stealthy as like, I don't even know how to describe it, but like you could turn your back a half a second and that kid would freaking disappear and be gone. He was silent. He was sneaky and, um, he was stealthy. And he would go down to the neighbors. He would just take off and go down to the neighbors. And God, he pissed me off so bad. And I don't know why. I don't know what the draw about walking down to the neighbors was. Because, like, it was at that time, uh, Art and Maybeth Graham lived there. So it wasn't like they had little kids around. All their kids are older than me. And so they were, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he used to like to walk down the road. And usually that's where I would catch him. It's like, shit, where'd Curtis go? And, uh, I mean, he was pretty consistent with his MO in disappearing act. There were certain places that he would go and just disappear. <laughs> and I remember one time that like, uh he, Talk about strength of spirit and resilience and determination. That kid had more fight in his little pinky than I have in my entire body. Like if he didn't want to do something, you were going to fight tooth and nail to get him to do something. And I remember having to pick him up and carry his scrawny little wriggling all over the place, butt back to the house. And at that young age, I obviously was not really fully equipped to deal with another person like that who, it was, it was a lot, you guys, it was a lot. I mean, it was one thing to like help take care of my other sisters, but my younger brother, that was a whole challenge in and of itself. And cause he was very defiant, um, and Man, I remember carrying him, it was probably, I don't know, it's like probably 100, 150 yards from our driveway down to the neighbor's driveway to the west. And um, he wasn't, he wasn't exactly light. And I mean, I wasn't exactly like weak, but I mean, I was a farm kid. I carried buckets of water and 50 gallon bags of feed. That was kind of some of the things we did and when I was a kid. We used to bail hay. I'd throw hay. We'd throw straw, whatever. You know, that's just what we did. And I wasn't wimpy by any means, but I was still just a kid. And I remember carrying him back one time, and I had thrown him over my shoulder because it was easier to carry, like uh, a bag of feed thrown over your shoulder than it was any other way. And I remember him kicking the shit out of me, And he slid, and I dropped him. Like, I literally dropped him on his head. And yes, my mom knows this happened. So, (laughs) so it's not like any big secret that's just coming out uh, 40 years or 30 years later. I dropped him on his head. Like, on the gravel, dropped him on his freaking head. Oh my God, I thought I was gonna die. I was so scared, so scared that I hurt him. And I mean, he was bleeding a little bit because he, uh, of course we live on a gravel road. So, you know, the rocks kind of cut his head up a little bit, but it was nothing major. And so he was, he was pissed. <laughs> he was so mad. And I I don't remember like so much of what happened after that, that afternoon, but that memory just sticks in my head of him and that whole incident. Cause I had totally lost my shit and picked him up, threw him over my shoulder and started hoofing it back home. Cause he would not go back home. And I don't remember how old I was. I was probably that 12, 13 age. I don't even know, but it was, it was like I, that memory is forever burned in my brain that I dropped my younger brother on his head. You know, we joke about that. Like, what happened to you? Did you get dropped on your head as a child? Yeah. Shit. I did that to my brother. <laughs> and he's fine. He was fine. I mean, he was fine. He was okay. It probably did more damage psychologically to me than what it ever did to him. Because he was just pissed. But... He went home. I do remember he he did go home after that. So, like, what do you do? <laughs> you just you just keep going, right? And I don't remember him taking off and going down the road for at least a few days after that. Anyway, after that incident, so I guess that kind of made it maybe left a, a little bit of an imprint on him that maybe he shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, I totally lost my shit, and I feel bad about it. Um, I just got an email from my kid. Oh snap! I got a B minus on language arts test. Good job. That's good. He will email me usually when he does does good. And uh, this morning, speaking of unruly boys, this morning he he did he woke up. Alex woke up a couple times in the middle of the night last night. And, like, he was all Captain Pissy Pants. He got up and went to the bathroom just stomping. And I'm like, nobody woke you up, bro. Why are you pissed? <laughs> I didn't say that because I was laying in bed. I just waited him for him to go back to bed because it was about 4 a.m. And uh, the second time, I'm like, ah, you just need to go back to sleep because he was at his dad's this weekend, and usually he doesn't sleep and sleep well, and it's out of routine. So whatever. He had a good time, and he was outside and rode rode his dirt bike, which – he looks like a, a gorilla and a full-grown gorilla riding like a, a little monkey bike on the dirt bike that he's had. He's grown so much. He's outgrown it and he lo- he's huge. So he was outside all weekend long, which is awesome, but he was shot. He was shot. And like, I tried to wake him up nicely this morning three times. And then I'm like, bro, it's a quarter after seven. Get up. We have to go. So, like, then the gloves are off. Shit's gotta go. We gotta go. We don't have time for me to baby you. Get out of bed. And he was all pissed off and he's like, It's your fault I'm mad. I'm like, No, it's your fault cause you didn't get the fuck up. So, whatever. Deal with it. So, I'm sure he was probably just a peach. Oh, I just started school day this morning. So, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Are we gonna make it through puberty? I don't know. One of us might not. Mm. It's, It's great, though. It's great. Oh, my God. Have kids, they said. It'll be fun, they said. The other one, poor Liv. She got to have a sleepover with her best friend on Friday night. And unfortunately, Friday night, her best friend's mom called me because she was puking her guts out. I'm like, oh, man. You know... I felt so guilty because my kid is at her house puking her guts out. But I had no idea. She was fine when she left that morning. And I asked her, I asked Livy on the way home, I was like, did you start feeling bad after school in the afternoon? She's like, kind of. I'm like, that should have been a good, I said, next time. I said, if that happens, you need to not go. You need to come home. Because if you're not feeling good, you don't need to be not feeling good at somebody else's house. You need to be not feeling good at your own house. Okay, mom. I'm like... So then she missed out on her other friend's birthday party on Saturday night. So, poor kid. And I know she forgot about it, but, like, I couldn't send her. I didn't say anything about it, so she was probably upset. We were supposed to go shopping on Saturday and for softball stuff and get Ava's birthday present, but none of that happened because she was not feeling so hot. But, hey, hopefully all this... Pukiness and snotty nose and all this shit is like on its way out and letting spring come in. Huh. It's supposed to be like 70 today. It's supposed to be beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go out and run here pretty soon after I get this podcast recorded. Some Adam's not bitching me out because I didn't record last week, but hey, I'm here. It's Monday and it's quiet here for a little bit with a reprieve. And uh, I get so distracted. I can't record with when Kim's here because I get distracted by the conversation that's going on in there. And then it gets picked up background. So it's just weird. It's just weird. I mean, I'm like, it's fucking weird me sitting in here in my office talking to a mic by myself. So like, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with weird, but that's just like, uh, too weird. There's a thing is too weird. I don't know. I usually like will crest over that too weird and just like hang out there in the weird zone or the crazy zone. It's fun. You should try sometime. It's great. It's great. Like, so yesterday, um, I ran yesterday morning, did seven miles on the mill, which is, I hate running on the treadmill. It's like punishment. But I sucked it up, did an hour 30 on the treadmill. And then, um, we did some stuff, Work cattle, got recip cows set up. We were doing embryo transplants on near in a couple weeks and sorted cattle around. Bulls got put out yesterday. And then I went and got Alex from his dad yesterday afternoon. And I came home and I needed to finish my run. So I ran another five after I got home. And it, when I do those split runs, that second run kind of hurts a little bit. So I really, I've not been able to take ice baths. And like you guys, I'm swearing by the freaking ice baths. I know you're just like, Ugh! no, but I'm telling you what, I felt like a fucking champ after that. My legs don't hurt. I mean, I have a little bit of fatigue, but I I can't wait till my bathtub gets done so I can like not have to go across the road and sit in the creek. <laughs> so I thought yeah, this is kind of fun. So I did a Facebook Live from sitting in the crick. So I guess if somebody wants to charge me with trespassing, they have proof that I was that there's evidence that I was trespassing in the neighbor's crick. I don't think I mean, Dwayne is not alive anymore. But he probably just shake his head and laugh at me if he would have seen me doing it. He is the guy that owned the property before he passed away. His family still owns it. But I think he would just kind of chuckle because he was an eccentric cat. He was he was a he was kind of a weird guy. Did a lot of weird stuff of what most people would consider normal. And I always thought he was kind of neat. Um, he was a different character, but he had a great sense of humor. I liked him. Always had a snarky remark, which I appreciate. And uh, he would have totally just laughed at me sitting there in the crick. Um, for my ice bath and it felt so much better afterwards because I was starting to kind of feel feel it kind of really start to feel it so I'm telling you ice bath sit in for 20 minutes it's all you got to do suck it up it's the first minute and a half is shit you're sitting there your teeth chattering but if you don't think about it too much like you'll be all right it's not that bad you're not going to get hypothermia and die you'll be fine it's in a controlled setting I mean the crick, not really as controlled setting. Your bathtub in your house with ice in it in cold water is probably a way more controlled setting, but just saying. It's not, it's a freaking tile crick. So when I came out, of course, my, my shorts had mud on them. And uh, Eric was like, You have shit all over your ass. I'm like, I didn't poop my pants. I just sat on a dirty rock. It'll be all right. <laughs> he thought, he didn't know where I went. And what I was doing, he was on the phone when I walked out in shorts and my Crocs and a sweatshirt. And I walked across the road. I don't think he paid attention to where I went, which is fine. I didn't say anything because he was on the phone. And I went over. And I came back like 20 minutes later, 25 minutes later, after I'd sat in the water for 20 minutes. And uh, he's like, looking at my legs. Did you get a spray tan? I'm like, What? Did I just, Where did that come from? He's like look at your legs. I'm like, they're red. Well, it looks like a spray tan. I'm like, if I'm getting a spray tan and it's making my legs look red, um, that's some shit, eh? But no, I did not get a spray tan. And he's like, well, I wonder because that was a really bad line right there. Cause like the tops of my, uh, legs on the front were not fully, I should have gone down in further a little bit further, but I didn't cause I was afraid to slide off the end of the rock and I was going to get dunked. So I stayed further back on the rock that I was sitting on. So I had a little part of my legs that did not get submerged. So they were not red. And he thought it looked like a really bad spray tan. I'm like, yeah, no. I sat in the crick and he looks at me. I'm like, I our bathtub's not done yet. So like, I can't take an ice bath. Oh, oh, he got, he gets it. He knows I do that. So he understood and he just kind of shook his head and he's like, You got shit all over your ass. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, noted. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) I'm not going to go sit on the couch. It'll be fine. I'm going to go take a shower. So I did because I smelled part in sweat and part in, like, dirty creek water. So it was great. It was funny, though. It was funny. So I feel much better today. and I'll go run and definitely hit that foam roller as much as I hate that thing. Foam rollers suck. And like, I recommend them to my friends and people that I help train and stuff. And uh, because it, it it is, it's a necessary evil. And just like a massage, I don't like getting a massage. But man, if I don't get a massage, I am trash. I, just trash. Like my IT band will flare up something fierce. My calves are so tight. It's stupid, which pulls on that planner tendon and you know plantar fasciitis is a thing and it will flare and like you know you gotta roll you gotta stretch you gotta get massage I mean all just all the things when you do as much physically and you're fucking old like I am so I mean even when you're younger it's not a bad idea because like breaking up that fascia makes you just makes your life so much better than it doesn't like pull on knee parts and make your knee hurt pulls your hips out um I have a real bad shoulder scrunch problem and like it pulls my ribs out (laughs) it's just like a wreck uh and Dusty was like tell Kim to strip your scalenes I'm like oh no as he was like trying to shove his thumb through my forearm and he's like this is going to hurt. I'm like, great. I said, am I going to hit the floor? Am I going to drop? Are you going to drop me? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. You probably better sit down because that's a possibility. I'm like, okay. So I sat down (laughs) because my arm was going numb. My, My right arm kept going numb. Like even it started out when I was just sleeping, laying down in bed and sleeping. My right arm would fall asleep. And, um, Then it started happening like when I'm just doing nothing in an upright position or running, my right arm would go numb. So, you know, your nerves kind of go through your muscles and the muscle bundles in there. And like when you have, if you're a righty and you work at an office job and you use your mouse a lot and you type a lot, you create fascia in there and the fascia is little knots and uh, your nerves can get crunched up. And that can make your arm go asleep. So you have to break up that fascia inside your muscles. I'm telling you guys, massage. is the way to go. Then somebody else is beating the shit out of you. Um, So it's more tolerable because I can't do it myself. I try, I roll, and I've got the tools like that you use for Graston massage, which is the scraping method that I will use. But I can't self-inflict enough pressure to self-inflict pain to be effective. <laughs> I know that sounds really messed up, but I can't do it. It's it's self-infliction. And I'm telling you what, like, I'm kind of anxious for Kim to get this whole acupuncture thing done because oh, I think that might be an easier method, a less painful method. It's just a tiny needle instead of like her digging her elbow into something that hurts or her thumb or mean you know cupping is good um, I would recommend cupping massage for anybody and uh, she has started using some crafts and technique on me just because it works and she can get in deep enough to break that fascia especially in my neck and in my upper traps they're terrible terrible and like i Will have to remind myself to unscrunch my shoulders. You know, you like scrunch your shoulders up. That's like your stress. That's where you hold out your stress is up in your shoulders and up into your neck and into your head. That's some shit. It causes. It pulls my neck out every time, and it's it's gotten bad enough that it's pulled my ribs out. <clears throat> it's annoying. <throat> annoying. So, uh, my massage is tomorrow. I'm probably going to cry because it's going to hurt. But when we're done, it will feel better. And the first time she did cupping on me, it was kind of wild. And Eric was like, what in the hell? Because you have giant hickeys is what it looks like. It's like a giant hickey, like a three inch wide, bigger than anybody's mouth you ever saw. But like a giant (laughs) circular bruise on you from the cups my stomach's just growling. Hopefully you didn't hear that. Uh, but the cups, I mean, it pulls the, your skin and your muscle up to like force the, the fibers to pull apart, I guess, kind of. I don't know exactly how it works. Kim could tell you. She's a massage therapist. I just know what it feels like. Um, and a lot of times it's not comfortable. Sometimes the cups hurt. But when they come off and like, not immediately does it feel better, but after a little bit, it does feel better. So yeah, it's nothing for me to have cut marks all over my back. It's, it's beautiful. It's pretty, (laughs) it looks pretty bad. (laughs) Like, wow, what kind of sadistic shit are you into is what it makes me think, but you know, it's all good. Oh, good, It works. I, I'll take it. And no, I don't care what it looks like. I mean, if I feel better, I'm all for it. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. And I'll probably have cup marks on me tomorrow. And my calves, I'm gonna want to ball like a little baby on the table because I already know. Hmm. I already know how tight they are. And I know what that entails. And that's gonna suck. It'll be better when she's done, but it's still gonna suck. So there's that. So, I don't know. I guess uh, I don't really have much else for you guys today other than to uh, remind you to get outside and move. Oh, I know what else. There's something else. So a couple things, actually. Um, I want to encourage you that usually springtime, we want to purge shit, right? Right? So like getting rid of stuff, it's garage sale season. If you haven't worn it in, I don't know, the last year, I mean, that's pretty, pretty soft. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Especially if it's fat clothes. Okay. Quote fat clothes. If it's your fat clothes, dump them, get rid of them. Don't go back to that. Don't let yourself have that crutch. Don't let yourself have that like plan B. Get rid of that shit. Um, I'll be doing that here, like right directly, because there's some stuff in there that, <laughs> okay, a, I didn't know was in there, and b, it's got to go because we ain't going back. Just ain't going back. So uh, that, get rid of that shit. You don't, you don't want that because that's your comfort level right there. Get uncomfortable. Force yourself to not have that safety net to fall back to. Excuse me. Um Oh my god, my stomach is growling. And anyway, reg- well, but whatever, it's almost lunchtime. I digress. Um my buddy Isai was talking this morning on his Instagram feed about um wanting more. We're gonna take a hard shift here. I, I stayed really didn't take a hard right turn in this recording until now. (laughs) I've been pretty flow from one topic to the next, not too terribly differentiating, not awful. So this is our hard right turn. Um, He was talking about wanting more and the things that we can do to create better and create change and advance and like leveling up kind of in a nutshell. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. Okay, let's just get that off the table right now. There is nothing wrong with it. There is no reason in the world for you to feel bad about wanting more. I mean, unless you're like a serial killer and you want more kills, that that's wrong. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. So like, There's nothing wrong with wanting more money in your bank account. There's nothing wrong with wanting that cool car, if that's what you want. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change your body. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, our society, you guys are seeing it too, right? There's this whole fat shaming thing. You can't fat shame. Okay. Friends, I love you. I support you, and part of that is is being fucking honest, okay? I am not going to make shit out of you if you are not physically where you want to be. I am not here to make shit out of anybody. Like, I'm not a comedian, okay? I mean, I think it would be cool to be like Dave Chappelle because I like Dave Chappelle because he just says whatever the fuck's on his mind, but I'm not Dave Chappelle, He makes fun of everybody, black people, white people, Asian people, skinny people, fit people, fat people, whatever, everyone, everyone. He is all he is the epitome of all inclusive, not in a in a like supportive way, but make shit out of everybody way. I love that because like we all need to laugh. We all need to be able to laugh at ourselves We need to be able to stop being so fucking sensitive. Like, get over yourself. We all live here. But honesty, I I will be honest, okay? I'm not going to be a dick about it. But part of what I do is helping people change their bodies, Okay, and I don't know why I went to this specific thing, but it's just that's where we're at. That's one of the things I help people do. Okay, I haven't helped a lot of people yet because I'm kind of just new into it, and I'm I'm still figuring my own shit out. Like I have goals that I want to hit as well. I'm falling off the freaking wagon. I don't even know my, how many times I have kept the fat clothes, and for that crutch. I've done it too. That's why I'm saying this out loud is because I don't want, I I recognize what I've done. I I recognize the habits and the things that I have done and self-perpetuated the situation. It's my choices. Everything, the results that I have right now are 100% of my choices and i think a lot of people in the world today make a lot of excuses. Well i have this or well i have that. Well i have this. Okay, what are you doing to mitigate those circumstances? That is where it lies. That is where the truth lies. What are you doing to mitigate those circumstances? The things that you're dealt. The shit that you're dealt. Your uh like what's your your diabetic? or you have thyroid issues, or you have this, or that, or any other number of bajillion fucking things. Okay. Recognize, mitigate, and move. That That is what we have to do. We all have our shit sandwich and it is our decisions on how we handle that that make the outcome happen or that dictate the outcome. There are circumstances that are thrown at us and things that happen and everything that, that make it difficult along the way and more difficult for some in certain aspects of things than others. But I mean, hard is hard. Your heart is different than my heart, but it's still hard. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to change something, wanting more, wanting more for yourself. If we were just here to live a mediocre life, do you, I mean, really be satisfied with where you're at? Why? When deep down in your gut, there's a little voice in there that's like just screaming to come out and, and what you really want, what you really want, what do you really want? And there's nothing wrong with what you want. Again, unless you're a serial killer and you want more kills, that, that's like not cool. But that's not what I'm getting at. What do you really want? What do I really want? I have a list of shit that I really want. And I have self-sabotaged. I don't even know how many times. Oh my God. I try not to think about it. <clears throat> and and I'm no stranger to failure, boy. Whoo! I could like, I could wallpaper a lot, a big room <laughs> on my failures in life, and things that I've fucked up, and things that I have just totally said, "Screw it, I'm not doing it," because I was being lazy or whatever. Most of the time it comes down to like, I just didn't want to put that much effort in. I got distracted by something shiny and I was like, oh, this is exciting and went a different direction. And I question changing things and changing like paths in my life. Am I just chasing the shiny shit? Like I've done a lot of soul searching on the whole situation of, not doing photography anymore and moving into the health and fitness nutrition training. A lot of soul searching on this because it is new. It is shiny. But the the biggest thing is, is it boils down to one of my core things that pull me, which is helping people. and i feel like that is it's it's a it's a more service based thing than a luxury item i mean in photography is is not that it's just a luxury item we need to like hold those memories right document things but i feel like i feel such a stronger pull here to helping people That's when it boils down to it. My big ass vision is to inspire people to do the things that inspire them, right? I've talked about this before. It's been a while. But it just, if I can inspire even just one person to change their life for the better, I mean, that's what it's all about. And if I'm able to keep doing that one person at a time, man, that's like, that's some bucket filling shit right there. Helping people that without each other, what do we got? What do we got? I think we've all been shown a very big lesson. Okay. Lessons, a whole lot of them the last two years. And i I don't know. We ain't done yet. (laughs) We ain't done yet. I just really hope that we can kind of come back to that basics, the basic of being a good human being. And it's not about being special all the time and feeling special all the time. Like just being a good human being and helping each other it doesn't you don't have to have that get that feeling of of being special and like doing shit for likes and everything like that which which seems to drive so many so many people's decisions to do shit it totally undermines the people that are genuinely doing good things i don't know Maybe I just totally went off on some fucking random tangent. That was weird. No, it wasn't. <clears throat> that's, why you, that's why you come here, because you come here to see, like, oh, where is she going to like squirrel to today? It's good. It's all good. It's all good. And holy shit, we're almost at 40 minutes. I should shut the fuck up, get out your ears, and um, go uh, go run and soak up some of this warm weather but like, think about that whole like wanting more thing. Write that stuff down, make a plan, figure out how to get it. Because you can visualize all you want. But unless you put the plan in action, ain't shit gonna do nothing. Nothing's gonna move. It just doesn't magically happen. It takes input, just like anything else, just like just like weight loss takes input takes work takes effort takes time it takes dedication and it takes saying no to a lot of things that we normally would say yes to and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a mind fuck because like you don't want to tell yourself no because you want to you want the things you want right you want more? You want more? Well, what kind of more? Be definitive. And I have like, you know, I have smack cards all over the place in here. Um, and I have one that hangs in front of my face, off the bottom of my um, one monitor, right next to the "You pissed." Thirty seconds, breathe and wait, which is still hanging on the bottom of my monitor, by the way, that says. Eat good, feel good. Just a little reminder to myself. And then uh, there's one on my door next to all of the girls on the run photos that says, eat meticulous, train ridiculous. And that, I mean, I already trained ridiculous. So it's that focus on that top part right there. That's what gets most of us. And congratulations on being human. <laughs> man we're messed up it's okay though we learn we learn and if we don't learn then uh what the fuck's the point but be a good human chase your goals and get rid of the fat pants and that's all i got for you today and i need to update my intro because like i should not say photographer anymore because like that's just pretty much reserved for cows must shoot cows that's it. And I'm not like saying I won't ever do it or, you know, pick up a session here or there, whatever, or go do volunteer work. Cause that's just one of the things I do. So not getting rid of all of my crap, just a lot of my crap. So purge away friends, purge away and throw away, burn those fucking fat pants. Okay. Just burn them. Send me pictures of your fire. I will, I will like, yeah, you burn, you burn some fat clothes that don't fit you anymore because you've dropped some pounds or whatever and you feel good about that. You want to burn some shit, like send me pictures. I would appreciate that. Until next time, keep the dirty side down and I'll catch you on the flip side. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me, shoot me an email at bringitonpc@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.